Yes. Did you miss us? Because we missed you. You need us, Mr. Logical. You're two five. You know why they need me? Because those punchlines that I put in the street, even May Freeway say, put on a beat. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we are back. It's been a long time. Vacation is Shut over tonight. Shout out to Philly, man. Shout out to Freeway. Starting it off with get it off my chest. Then we're going to get into Mr. Mbappe saying no to the oil money. Sometimes I wish WWE would. Lionel Messi, what can we say? He just might be the GOAT. And he coming over here. No Chucky, but a straight child's play. Then we're going to talk about these NFL running backs. How crazy is it that they're called running backs, yet they have no spine? How does that work? You trying so, to get us in a fight. Mr. Logical. <laughs> Yo, it's a lot of NFL players in my area, man. It can't be. <laughs> I'm not trying to fight these quads. Hey, you need to go hang out around T-Neck or something. <laughs> that's what it, That's what I'm going to probably be here shortly. No, nah, man, I'm just saying, like, these dudes just, I mean, we're going to get to it. I don't want to jump yeah. the gun, but we're we going to get to it. But I'm just saying, like, you know, there was one particular dude that said something. You know, he was basically like, yo, the jig is up. The fuzz is here. You yeah, know what we, I mean? We can we, 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 we break it down, dissect it the way sports reports and orders can do. You know what uh, I'm saying? No conjecture, just all facts, no feelings, you know what I mean? Yeah, but first, before we do any of that, before we do any of that, you know what I'm saying, like, I just want to let people know, if you haven't been to Cabo, go check it out. You know what I'm saying? It was a great time. You know, the missus enjoyed it very much. So, you know, anniversary time and all that good stuff. But for the time being, it's time to get it off my chest. So, Mr. Logical out here, you know what I'm saying? He the new drag on or something, you know what I'm saying? He about to <laughs> spit the fire. So, I'm going to just go ahead and I'm going to say my little quick piece, and then I'm going to get out the way and let him have the floor. So, get it off yeah, my chest. I'm on the floor and fuck. First and foremost, I want to say uh, congratulations on your anniversary, hence his celebration down in Mexico. Thank you, so, thank you. Applause. You know what I'm saying? Eight years, y'all. Eight years. Eight years. Happily married, man. Yeah, I'm heading towards a lifetime. Kid-free vacation, y'all. Y'all got to go ahead and stay tight with the in-laws. Stay tight with the, you know, your brother-in-law, your sister-in-law, because you know, might might need to drop the kids off for six or seven days. Yeah. So don't, just, don't, you know, keep those relationships open. You know what I mean? Don't don't, don't burn those bridges and expect yeah, you to send don't, a yacht. Don't leave freeway shout looking for the beat. You know what I'm saying? I mean, <laughs> I mean shout, out, shout out to Meek Mill. Don't burn the bridge, especially if you send a yacht. Right. But, Speaking of yachts and, and and burning bridges and things of that nature, I want to get I want to get on this off my chest real quick before we get into all these other topics. All right, soccer, all right. Well, I was going to go show. first, but go ahead, go ahead. And I'm saying soccer leaders. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm gonna fire it off him, yeah, because I've been thinking about it because, like I said, I've been dealing with a certain situation personally today. That's like this whole double talk thing. You know, just keep it straight. Don't piss in my pocket and tell me it's raining. I mean, so we have coaches, college coaches. Alabama coach Nick Saban had something to say about it. I believe Lane Kiffin has gone full deep into the NIL. He's signing recruits in, in the back of his Phantom or his Bentley or whatever car he's driving around in. So some coaches have embraced his NIL. Deion Sanders, another coach, embraced NIL. This guy, Pat Narduzzi and Pitt, 
continues to show that he is an inadequate recruiter and he wants to now fight the system because I look at it like this. When people were cheating before the NIL deal, the school that had the alumni with the deepest pockets, they were able to sign the five-star guys. Kentucky kept five-star guys. Memphis kept five-star guys with Calipari. I'm not saying it was all illegal, all legit. I'm just allegedly, you know, money's flying around. You know, you have schools that are constantly winning 20, 30, 40, you know, 20, 30 games a year. Constantly gets all four or five-star recruits. Some of that money is coming from nefarious locations. We can act like we don't know the case, but that's the case. So now that it's coming from a legal side, this guy, Pat Narduzzi, he, he, he keeps saying things that don't make any sense instead of just telling the truth. So I'm going to give you a quote that he had. He said, we're going to have small class sizes and we're going to have small alumni groups as they matriculate through the uni- University of Pittsburgh, Narduzzi said. So I think there should be a lid on the NIL deals if we're going to leave the transfer port opal open. There's got to be a salary cap so people can't overspend. If he was trying to recruit a player in Texas, a player in Florida, a player in Alabama, and a player in Virginia to come to Pitt. He wouldn't want another school telling him how much money the school could spend on plane tickets for his assistants to go travel to get these players. He wouldn't want them to put a cap on how much money they could spend on the swag that they give up. I seen a video a couple years ago, Clemson players, they got like four pairs of gloves, six pairs of cleats, four sweatsuits, hoodies, hats, this, brand new helmets. I saw a video earlier, LSU players were putting on helmets with air conditioning vents in them. So you wouldn't demand that schools not be able to spend X amount of money on that equipment. But when it comes to giving the players leverage, you don't want them, you want to be, you wanted a cap. Well, the cap is what you're willing to spend. The price of the brick has gone up. Just is that simple. So instead of complaining about how much another school could potentially spend in the transfer portal, if a kid transferred from your from your school, then let that kid go. They're their adults are allowed to make that decision. The same way if USC came calling you instead of calling Lane Kiffin, you would have taken that job at USC for whatever amount of money they're paying him, 12, 13, 14 million. Excuse me, not Lane Kiffin. Uh the guy that left Lincoln Oklahoma. Riley. Lincoln Riley, same, you know, they all look the same, six foot two, six foot four, white guy, brown hair, uh, narrows it down. So if they were calling you to come to those schools and they'll pay you, then if a, if Kentucky can give one of your players, like, hey, man, come down from Pittsburgh, come down here to Lexington, we'll get you hooked up with one of these car dealerships and we'll get you a nice, you know, GMC Sierra pickup truck for their school year to drive around in. You just got to be a spokesman. If you're not giving this person any run or if they feel like they have the talent and they can, and they can shine in Kentucky, they should be allowed to do that. Just keep it a hundred. Just keep it a buck. Deion Sanders said this. He was like, I can't go coach NFL players because they're going to make more money than me. And if you make more money than me, then I don't know how much of an impact I can have on you when I'm trying to coach you. If I'm making five million as a coach and I got a guy making 20 million as a player and I try to discipline him, he's he he won't care because he knows it's a possibility that he won't care because he makes four times the amount of money I do. He might even say it to my face. So now how am I gonna look? How can I maintain the respect in the locker room if I if I have guys that make more money than me throwing it in my face? I can't fight them. So that was his honest reason why he didn't go to the NFL. 
Pat, no, dude, you just say it straight up. Like, listen, I'm losing recruits because I'm not winning enough games because Jordan Addison went from Pittsburgh to USC. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure he got a little money out of that. He's going to lose recruits. It happens to everybody. Be a better recruiter or go find your alumni that started a tech company, that started an oil company, that started a coal company or has coal money or something to better your school. Stop making your problem seem like it's everybody's problem because it isn't. Your problem is your own problem. I tell my I tell my own daughter, listen, sweetheart, you're allowed to have your emotions, but you can't allow your emotions to be everybody else's problem. So you got to figure out what do you need? What can I do for you? And then we can move on. Narduzzi, you got to figure out what do you need on your staff? Do you need more money from Pitt? Do you need them to build a bigger facility? Do you need more money from the state of the state of Pennsylvania in order to be able to compete with the other schools in your conference and the other schools in NCAA to play football? Because if you can't figure out, if you can't figure that piece out, then just stop, stop getting Cause he, this is like the third or fourth time in the last like four or five months that he's mentioned something along those lines. Cause I think he might have players that have talent that he's not getting any run to who are like, I can go here for this amount of money. I can go to temple and be in Philadelphia and get paid, or I can sit way out here in Western Pennsylvania and not get paid, or I can go up to Penn State and get get paid. Like they can recruit me out of here. So be a better recruiter. Stop getting on TV because it's not going to change. As long as these TV deals are this big and the conferences are moving, and you got Colorado leaving the Pac-12 and this team going here and that's when you're going here and Oklahoma going here and Texas going here and SEC is getting this many schools and they're going to bowl games and they're getting twenty million dollars a check. As long as they're getting their money. Then to do it out there and show the pads and the helmets to get his money too. Be a better recruiter. Stop complaining all the time. Get in with them catch-up people. Now I'm saying do something. <laughs> do something. Hire somebody that just manages NIL deals. Wasn't it like Man. uh is it is it John Kerry that was married to the catch-up girl? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You better go holler at John Kerry or something. You know what I'm saying? Yo, Stan, Stan Crunky, the 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 Rams owner, his wife. She's a Walton, Walmart money. You know what I'm saying? How Established relationships, people, man? man. You're not gonna make. You're not gonna get any relationships crying like this every press conference. Every time somebody put a mic in your face, he says this exact same thing. So when you get fired at the end of the season, you'll know why. Mm-hmm. Looking for the beat. So like, you know, the worst thing in the world is when you see two people that are destined for one another and they don't even know it. You know, like everybody else looks at them and they go, wow, they look so good together. Like, wow, I bet you they could do great things together. But then all they see is me. So I hear this guy, this giant, getting on TV and media. He's always trolling. He's on Twitter. And he's talking about, I want to win a championship, whether that's in Philly or somewhere else. Now. I was sitting back trying to digest what this man said because I was already upset about the whole game seven lost to Boston and me and James can't do this with, you know, we need more help or whatever. And it's like, well, in that situation, you were the help. and You broke the plates. So as I was sitting back listening to this dude and like just letting my thoughts come together, I said, huh. Got Daryl Morey as the GM. And not that he's won a championship or anything, but it is not due to not trying. 
while James Harden was in Houston, he went and got Dwight Howard. He went and got Russell Westbrook. You know, he went and got Chris Paul. There was a certain common denominator that wanted to get out of Houston. He ate himself out of Houston. Then he went to Brooklyn. You know, hung out with Katie and Kyrie, you know, just in enough time to try a, a New York slice of pizza that Mr. Logical tells me is the greatest thing on the planet. And, yep. then he, and then he got up out of there because, like the rest of us, he knows cheesesteaks are better. No lies you know? detected. Yo, yeah. New York pizza. <laughs> so, so, so this guy, you know, took a situation that the three of them were 16 and two together. Some injuries happened. KD's foot was too big. So they didn't win a championship. He got frustrated, left. It all fell apart. And he ended up in the city of brotherly love. And then what did he do? They lost in the playoffs last year, and everybody looked me dead in my eyes. You know, saying they looked me in the windows of my soul, and they said, give them a full season together. This is the new Shaq and Kobe. And I said, no, no, this is more like Vince Carter and Patrick Ewing. You know, like great players in their own right, but just can't get it done when the chips are there, you know. So anyway, we get we fast forward. I don't got to get back into it. We know what happened against Boston. They fell apart. You know, and then, you know, Joel went out and, you know, did his thing about how him and James needed more help. And then James was like, yo, I'm opting into this money. My man Maury going to take care of me. But, oh, by the way, I want to leave. And the rest of us are like, no, you two belong together. Like, who else could lead a team to miss 27 straight threes in a game seven on their home floor? against the best team ever assembled and then get paired with a dude that went four for 20 against the Atlanta Hawks in a playoff game that you lost by three points that turned around and blamed it on Ben Simmons not shooting a layup three games later. You belong together. (laughs) That's it, man. They belong together. They belong together. James Harden and Joel Embiid, they belong together. This is destiny. Match made in heaven. Match made in heaven. But apparently, Saudi Arabia is not heaven to Kylian Mbappe. Mr. Logical, why he turned down all that money? I don't... don't, It was just one year. It was just one year. It was one year. He's in at 24... Soccer, or well, we're going to use an appropriate term. We'll call it football. I mean, we're talking about it. And that, at 24, leaving Europe to go to Saudi Arabia is, I'm going to break it. It's like the equivalent of Kyrie right now going to China. He's he's going to be way better than any competition you could put out there. Yes, it'll be some. There's going to be some, probably some good players. These Saudi Arabian leagues are signing. They were they were in France to sign another player. So they're signing a lot of guys who are like your fringe players. 
and to try to make and try to make the comparisons. So I think it'd be easier for the listener. It's like if the Saudi Arabia team had league had a, a basketball team, and they're signing guys like Eric Gordon, Drew Holiday, maybe like a Dylan Brooks. You're getting guys like like Jalen Suggs. So you're getting like good guys, and you get some older guys. Like you, you get the Morris twins. Maybe a guy like Horford, and you you you're you're getting talent. You're getting talented players. You're getting people who are still head and shoulders above a lot of players in the other leagues, like these other Chinese leagues. And you're bringing them to Saudi Arabia for entertainment. And then the oil money, like the oil money is ridiculous. I mean, the whole world runs on oil. You could talk. I see Teslas everywhere, but also see GMC Sierra. Yeah, that's the reason I still gotta trucks. watch Goldberg every so often. I mean, so it's like it's still out there. The oil money's there, but he's already he's already on a deal that has him at three hundred or two hundred million dollars over the next three years, and he just was a runner up in the World Cup. They almost won a lot of crazy calls. We watched. And they that won game, the previous one, and they won the previous one. Mm-hmm. It just he's gonna be able to to create a <clears throat> football legacy that's akin to a Ronaldo. Now, the Brazilian Ronaldo, the Portuguese Ronaldo, Messi, Rooney, Beckham, these guys that are just player of the year, golden boot, um, player of the year for their country, representing winning the Champions League, winning the UEFA League, winning the Euro Cup. You know, so like there's so many, there's so many notches that he can put on his belt, so many bullet points he can put on his resume by staying in France and staying healthy staying at the best facilities. I'm pretty sure Saudi Arabia probably has great facilities. They probably have the money to build great facilities, but is their supporting staff as keen on maintaining the health and wellness and training of a European elite football player? Probably not. So it was like, why go there just for all this extra money that he's going to get in some, some range of that over the next few years? If he was only getting like 60 million and he was like 21 and he had potential and they were like, hey, we think we can give you 600 million, then I would be like, okay, maybe. But he knows that from 24 to 27, the next World Cup is in 2026. Mm-hmm. So that be here. And it's going to be the United States. So you're going to have Canada in it. United States is going to be in it. I think Mexico is going to be in it. You're in that group. Can you imagine France and the group is Canada, Mexico? France, United States, like you might you might be in the easy group, you know. So and he'll be twenty at that point, three years, and now he'll be twenty six, twenty seven, with his chance to be in the third World Cup final. On top of all the events that they, the tournaments and awards he can win in the middle, I think that just would probably resonate more long term than the one year making seven hundred million dollars yeah 776 million dollars yes it sounds like a crazy thing but like i said he's gonna get he's gonna get through 200 million two and 300 million dollar contracts for the next his next three or four contracts he signs between 24 and 31 will be that range see the only thing i would have thought about maybe just as far as like being a competitor is do I lose my hunger after that? You know, once once you're introduced to that type of money, you know, like you're making four times more almost like because the whole even with the transfer, you know, the club was getting 
all in all, it was going to be like 1.1 billion or something like that with the transfer. Yeah, because three, it was a 300 million euro transfer, which equates to 322 million dollars. Right. And then the 776 million that he would have gotten paid for the one year. Right. So, so like him going in my eyes, him going to Saudi doesn't take away from his ability to be in the next World Cup. You know, you get to make this ungodly amount of money in just one year's work. But, you know, in addition to what you said, you know, he's one of only two players to score a hat trick in a World Cup final. You know, he's the youngest, he's the youngest Great player. Game. Yeah, he's the youngest player to hit 10 goals in World Cup history. You know, he's already got a World Cup. You know, this Saudi team that he was allegedly going to join, Al Halal, is the best team in the Saudi Arabia League. You know, um, and second, they're worth the second most of any Asian football club. You know, so there's that. So they add some prestige, if you will. Obviously, not the same as Europe because he's already PSG's number one all-time scorer. You know, at 24 years old, he's already the club's all-time leading scorer. You know, and there were talks a few years ago before he signed this deal that he's on now, three years, $223 million. There was talk that he was going to go sign with uh, Real Madrid. Potentially next summer, yes. And he next summer, walk, He yeah, can walk, yeah. no transfer fee, walk a free agent, yep. right over, go right down the block to Spain, just yep. head south. Better league, better competition, you know, and he... But he also has the ability to add a year extension on to the current contract as well. So, you know, he's the second teenager to score World Cup goal, you know, next to Pele. So he's already made a mark on history in a way that, say, forgive me, you know, in a way that like Patrick Mahomes has made a mark, you know, from the standpoint of people always say, you're crowning him and you're doing this. And it's like, yo, Patrick Mahomes is a Hall of Famer right now. Like, yeah, but with, like, with like that, lock with it that up. being said, though, but that's the thing. So that, I think that's a, that's a great comparison because I was thinking as you were talking, I wasn't just waiting to respond, but like the way you said he's already. So you're thinking like, oh, go to Saudi Arabia for a year because you've it's already just a year. X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Well, if you looked at Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes has put has 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 created a, like a legendary facade with real action, like tangible, mm-hmm. credible action. But there's still players at his position that we can say have had more resume bullet things that that he can still accomplish. So Peyton Manning went to four Super Bowls. Granted, Pat, you know, Bones, oh, he went to five. Is it five he or four? He lost to the Saints. He won the two, lost to the Saints. Two. And then lost to it lost to Seattle. Yeah. So four. Yeah, so four. So you got Tom Brady has been to 10 Super Bowls, which is like a crazy astronomical number. Uh you know, so you you have you have guys in the league that have records like Drew Brees has, you know, the streak of touchdown passes in the game. Mahomes can go for that. You could the undefeated season. So that's still out there. The 18 and one season will mm-hmm. now be 20 and 0. So the Patriots had their 18 and one season. So that's something that he can strive for. So even though he's already done so many things, he, everything he does can just add to his legacy. And he's already done it in his mid twenties. Mm-hmm. If Mbappe had 
started his rise at like 26 and then by now 30 he was getting like this this second world cup run and everything else then i can see all right boom i'm at 30 i've done this i only have about maybe four or five more good years left in football but he's at 24 so it's like i can i can catch messi for seven time football player of the year you know i think ronaldo has like five or six i think ronaldo from brazil has a handful i think christian bale has like uh gareth bale has one or two something like that i get them mixed up uh, <laughs> he probably could play it you know in christian bale he probably could play him in a movie uh so there's 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 accolades that he can eclipse the current legends of his sport by staying on a trajectory that he's on is like he's he he has that opportunity so i think that's probably another reason why he would turn it down or maybe he just doesn't want to have to go live in saudi arabia and just maybe maybe, maybe it's an ethical thing he's like i don't want to deal with this money i don't want to deal with these people i don't i don't know what kind of contracts they have um Ronaldo is probably like the most famous guy that's accepted this deal, but he's also thirty-eight. Yeah, and thirty-eight, and he's got. I think, and I mean, Messi's thirty-six. You know, like twenty-six-year-old Messi ain't coming to MLS. Twenty-eight-year-old Ronaldo may not have gone. You know, to Saudi. Yeah, like the guy like Ibrahim. I would have took the money. It's just a year. I would have took the money. I, like I said, I, as thinking from his point of view, I would. I can see why he didn't take the money simply because he is going to, he's going to get that money between the Nike deals, the the time on TV. You got to keep in mind these, these, these sports where guys can show their whole face, no hats on TV on, I can easily, like we talk about the Mike Trout conundrum. If you put Mike Trout on a billboard or in a watch commercial right now, you wouldn't know it's Mike Trout. If he was in a Gap commercial. But I'm making progress. Like, like somebody showed me a picture of like six baseball players and I got Mike Trout right. You know what I mean? I still don't know if I can point him out. Like, he I still don't look, know. He looks <laughs> like a football player. Like, that's one. Like, he's just stocky. But like I said, he, he the hat, the helmets, the hats doesn't have the same appeal. Mbappe has a worldwide appeal. He's African descent. He plays in France. He plays for Paris Saint-Germain. Paris is one of the most famous cities in the world. I lied, Tokyo. New York, LA, Paris, London. So, and you're playing the world's most famous sport in one of the its most famous cities. And the very distinct, it's probably one of the best looking football kits, like that were football kits that I've seen. Like I have a I have a Paris hoodie in here. I've been trying to get Lindsay to say pitch. Like it just, it just <laughs> she she won't say two nil, like it just doesn't work. Just that work, but like, <laughs> so you have it to the point where, like, just him being offered this deal shows the impact of him as an individual. And we're going to talk about people and sports and money and leverage and use of it properly or improperly in one of our, you know, leading segments and lack our, of spine in our, in our, in our C block. But right now, in our, in our, in our D block, in our B block with Mbappe. He just showed it like, listen, this is my leverage. My leverage is the fact that you wanted me so bad that his agent probably could turn around and like, listen, I got a team in Saudi Arabia. They're showing me a lot of love right now. Know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like, like the voice said, I got you know this little lady named Corporate America. She's showing me a lot of love right now. Yeah. So he he has that he has that 
feather in his cap as, as far as a negotiating tactic. But I can see why he didn't take the money simply because, like I said, between now, now and 28, he realistically could probably still make a half a billion dollars between mm-hmm. his next couple of contracts between 24 and 28. So 2023 until 2027, yeah. he, he'll probably still make in contracts, endorsements and everything else somewhere and, and in you a, know- a range of 400, 500 million dollars. I forgot when we were talking about his accomplishments, you know, uh, Messi just won the World Cup, this past World Cup. He won the World Cup before Messi. And he was pretty <laughs> close. He was pretty close to, to almost single-handedly beating Argentina. Yeah. Every, everything he put on goal was just, it was money. It was, it was probably one of the most exciting matches yeah, that that you can watch. And granted, I know we 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 all wait for the World Cup, and we rarely watch uh, as you know football. And then when we talk about it in the states of soccer, we don't we don't watch it as often as right. As, right. All as I watch, else does. I, I I do keep up with the Premier League, and you know I try to watch MLS, you know when I can. But it's definitely not being on Apple isn't very advantageous for me because I don't watch Apple very much. Yeah, as a few shows I watch on Apple. Ted Lasso, shout out. Uh, After Party is another one. Check it out. Sponsored by Apple. Not, not yet. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so I, I, I like, like I said, I like the Women's World Cup. I watch a lot of those games. I I watch them over the weekend. Um, but then, like, this week, I've just been just kind of. I know. Having, and we got, having, a, having, we got a new star over there coming, too. So it's like, I mean, it's just, it's just a, it's a great sport and great opportunity for the individual to really show their skills on a on a, on a big stage yeah. and he's done that and he's done it you know how much so how much you think, how much you think Saudi Arabia would pay Saquon Barkley to come play soccer yeah they gotta give him a hundred million hmm. just just don't pass him the ball until he gets into the box. You know what I'm saying? Yo, Saquon, Josh yo, Jacobs, if y'all need an agent, right here, baby. Right yo, here. It's it sounds it sounds crazy because like I said, we'll get into this in the C block. I think I'll probably hold off. But I mean, if you think about the the body, I'm talking about like the actual physical frame of an NFL running back, your cornerbacks. And your quote unquote undersized wide receivers, the guys are like 5'10, 5'11. That is your quintessential soccer like striker. Could you imagine, like, say, Tyreek Hill or Jalen Waddle on the pitch? It 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 was like remember the guy that was like one of the fastest guys in rugby? Mm-hmm. It was a dude, he used to be like a track star or something, and it was like you can be huge, like like a lot of the uh, like the All Blacks. I think they're out of Tonga, maybe New Zealand. New Zealand, yeah. Uh, in New Zealand, they are just the speed combination of Pacific Islanders. We've seen it in Utah. Like if you look at BYU offensive defense lines and Utah offensive defense lines, it's like sixty percent Tongan, Samoan, Pacific Islander. That size speed combination is outrageous. But in the United States, we have plenty of players who fit the mold. Physically, like the, the 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 frame of what a good soccer team looks like, 
but we just we don't play soccer league. So we'll, yeah, we'll, I'd we'll love to see conversation. Yeah, I'd love to see Odell Beckham. You know, uh, prime Odell Beckham playing soccer. But you know, but I think you, he did. I think he did play growing up. Excuse but me. you brought it up, so you know, might as well get to it. So Messi then came over here and took America by storm. You know, his very first game, he wins. He beats Cruz Azul on a free kick. Then he comes back yesterday, two goals and assists against Atlanta United, and here we go. Enter Miami that was 5-14 and 14 with three draws before he showed up, is now in the knockout stage of the League Cup, playing against, you know, Liga M- M- League MX teams. You know, so, like, imagine. I mean, I, I don't want to go too far out there, but just imagine Miami comes along and wins this thing. Is this gonna show you like he is a world class player? Like thirty six years just, old. Thirty six years old. We I got two simple stats. Seven time player of the year. Mm-hmm. Keep in mind the whole world plays the sport. He was the best at it. With, with other guys in their prime playing in in this same window, wasn't it's not a situation where we talk about this with basketball with LeBron just being like. You know, for lack of a better phrase, head and shoulders above a lot of the players. And then some guys kind of caught up, guys like Giannis, Steph, um, Kobe had his run. Jordan was like just literally leaping over everybody else as far as talent. And there was a lot of guys in the mix with football. There was a lot of guys in all over the all over the world that were playing on the same level. Or, or playing at a very, very, very high level, and he mm-hmm. was better than them. You have Ronaldo playing it simultaneously. Ronaldo is considered the GOAT by some people, and then you have Messi. So we have our Jordan-LeBron debate, but they played separate times. Messi and Ronaldo matched up a lot in La Ligue, in the, you know, in the UEFA. And, yeah, and we, and we wanted that World Cup final. And we wanted the World Cup final. You know, we Morocco got that. in the way. <laughs> yeah, you know I'm saying so. It's like you you have so you have a guy in his prime. He's he won it a bunch of times. He still won it seven times, and of course he's 15 time Argentine Player of the Year since 2005. It's 2023, so he won it 15 times. So it just he's just a world class player. That free kick, it's probably super difficult. Like I've I've kicked a you know a soccer ball or a football. And it, it never, like, I have no idea where my toe or heel or <laughs> what, what part. I just go out there and kick it around for fun. But what these guys can do with the ball from those spots is, like, it's incredible. <laughs> it, it looked effortless. And I don't know if the goalie just wasn't familiar with where he likes to go from there and he just kind of saw it because he looked and he was, like, he casually just lobbed the ball into the top left corner of the net. It's just like, but – what he what he brings what he brings is a jolt, but when that jolt and that all and all that movement fades off, they're gonna have to get another one. And if they don't follow, like realistically, you can maybe follow up with Cristiano Ronaldo. He's older next year, but I, I, I saw, mean the name recognition I, though, yeah, the name recognition. But I saw a report on him. And I want to. Believe, I'm gonna believe. It. I'm gonna venture to believe it. I saw him do a press conference, and he sat down, and it was like a beer, a Gator, like a beer, Powerade, and a Coke in front of him when he was doing his press conference. And he moved each one out of the way deliberately, and then he put a water down. And he was like, "Drink water. Don't drink this stuff." 
So they said his body functions like a 20 year old. Mm -hmm. Even at he has like a 43 inch vertical, which is higher than like some NBA players. Um, It's just his he he was clocked running 22 miles an hour. Like two, like a year ago at 36 or 37. That's the fastest he's ever run in his life. That's <laughs> on the, on the pitch. On the pitch. So it's like he could be, he could be a guy that you could bring over after next year. But in order for, for that buzz to stay, we're going to have to start developing our own stars and be able to keep our own, our homegrown stars. Cause they go, they go to second tier English clubs. A lot of times, like I think Chris Pulisic, he went to like Everton. I think he plays for like one of those teams Ooh, in Europe. This man just called Everton second tier America. Woo. It's kind of like, Hey, they're gonna... one of the blue bloods over there. You know what what is some hooligan come track me down in Jersey? <laughs> if, if 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 our reach is that far, I will take an ass kicking for it. Like if I got people in England mad at me, I'll take it. Revolutionary World Part Two. I'm with it. I'm all with it. But so when, when you when you have that 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 kind of that kind of buzz, it's just it's gonna be hard to, to maintain because Messi is the is like the big fish. Everyone knows who he is. But it, you got, I mean, maybe in a couple of years like this season and maybe next if you don't pair with a Ronaldo or if you like, you're never going to get Mbappe because he just said right. no to 776 million. I mean, he's still young. Yeah. He's still young. So what we're going to get is the, are these jolts where you get, you get Beckham for a little bit and he plays for five years and then it just, it just be kind of, it just becomes like, Oh, Beckham plays for the galaxy and then he right. gets his team. And then Ibrahimovic, he came, he played for the galaxy and it was like, was he playing in the MLS or was he playing soccer in LA? I'm saying soccer because we're talking about this American side. Right, right. It wasn't right. like he joined the MLS. He went to LA. You know, like he went to Los Angeles. Right, like you right. can still be a star, and he happened to just still be better. And he and he talked about it. He was like, "I'm I'm the best player in the league." He was like, I, "As soon as I got here, I was the best player." He's like, "Where did I play in my prime?" And he was like, "Where do these guys play?" Right. Literally, that's how he talks, and it's like. But it just it was I don't know if it was just it wasn't enough for the the captivate people, and Messi I don't know Messi's not a big personality he's just so good at the sport, but I don't I don't know how long it's I don't I don't think it's sustainable. No, and you know we were talking about the dream team earlier, you know, and trying to figure out like you know you had your cool coaches that you brought up and you know Vladi Divaches and Dino Rajas and people like that that were coming around every so often but it was but but it wasn't until 2007 where Dirk won the MVP so that was about 15 years after the dream the dream team team, you know um and then Dirk you know you started to see but you got a factor and you got Tony Parker and yeah that's what I was just about to bring up they won they won some chips Right. I mean, they also had Tim Duncan with them, too. But, you know, what he's I mean? from the but, Virgin Islands. You know what I mean? But they but then you had now we're here where Giannis, Embiid, Jokic have won what? Five of the last six MVPs. Yes. You know, and, and you know, and now you got Luca, who if Mark Cuban could ever pull his head out of his ass, Luca might win an MVP. 
you know so so like you're starting to see 20 years later 21 years later like where the best of the best of the europeans or whatever so it's not just like one where dirt came through one mvp and then it went away you know for like five or six years and there was nobody else at a high level we're at a point now where the best foreigners are matching our best players like obviously Giannis and these guys were never as good as LeBron at his best you know but you know I will set Giannis being better than KD you know or Kawhi or and 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 they've had their they've had their chunk to where the last three years you're well last five years so you've got two years of Giannis winning it Mm -hmm. I think I don't know if MB was in the conversation Back then, I'm not sure exactly when Jokic. I don't know if Jokic got into the conversation and won, or was he part of it? I think before? Jokic just came in and got one, and then got one, and, and then got the, the second other year, one. Embiid entered the chat. Yeah. So then you have so you have Giannis, who even in his third year, when he probably should have won three in a row, because all of his numbers went up. Milwaukee was just as good, and then eventually went on to win the NBA champ, NBA championship. Jokic won it that year, so it's been basically a heavy dose of foreign basketball players but that goes back to conversations we've had before like i said i just left uh my my son's former youth football league tackle football i'm still on the board because you know i like to volunteer i'm retired so i got plenty of time i'm like hey you guys need help i'm still here hand out the equipment work the games so forth and so on like i'm a football dad from august until about December, like every year since 2016, I'm just, I don't plan anything. I don't take any trips. I don't go out of town. I don't even go to Virginia. Like I'm here for every Friday, Saturday, Thursday, whatever it is I'm here for. So I'm, I've been, I was in the league. Shout out to Northern Brooklyn Junior Greyhounds. We're going to start live streaming our games next, this coming season too. So I'll, I'll put the link in so you guys can check us out. But what we have there is like, we have, money that comes in through sponsors donors this you know the state the city so forth and so on so we have a we have a nice and little bank account so we bought new shoulder pads brand new helmets we're ordering the the whole uniform which is comes out that comes out of the registration fee but we have all the equipment we have the fields paid for we have all the field markers the chains all the stuff you need for a tackle football game we have in our locker. Conversely, my son plays on the travel across league. And then he has friends that play in travel soccer teams. They don't have stuff for people who sign up. So if you sign up for this travel across team, you got to try out. You have to purchase your own equipment. Yes, there's some stuff they might have. They'll have the uniforms. They'll have the shooter shirts. They'll have the shorts and stuff like that. But as far as the helmet, you got to buy that. The shoulder pads, you got to buy that. Elbow pads, you have to buy that. The stick, you got to buy that. You got to get it all strung up. So that's all on the individual parent before you even show up. Whereas with a football, tackle football, you show up with cleats and shorts and a mouthpiece. We're going to give you a practice jersey. We're going to give you helmets, shoulder pads. And we're going to get you on the field. We got the coaches. We're ready to go. Europe treats and the rest of the world treats football that way, where they look and see talent and then they get you to 
this team's camp. They get you to this city's elite training group, you know, the 17 and under group, the 16 and under group, the 15 and under group. Yes, I'm pretty sure there's some nuance to it. It has to be some funds involved, but it is a deliberate effort to go out and find the best player. The same way here, you'll drive around the neighborhood and see a kid throwing a football around, like, hey, man, come play in our league. We got new helmets. We got new this. We got new that. So you're, you're driving around Manchester and you see a kid playing, like, yo, come to the Manchester United Youth, Youth Clinic. It's free. Like, it's put on by the state or it's put on by the team to get these top kids who are the top talent that they can recognize into mm-hmm, mm-hmm. their leagues. And that's the difference because basketball is, is pretty much the same way. Cause all you need is a gym and a basketball. Mm-hmm. So that's why the rest of the world can do what we do because they keep the same approach. They have basketball clubs. I talked about it with the, I was watching a documentary about the Austrian ski team. Well, they went to school on the mountain. So they get up in the morning, they go to school, breakfast, school. And then by noon, they're downhill skiing. Right. So right. if you look at the if you look at the standings at the end of a lot of these races, it's a Swiss team, an Austrian person, or you know, you get some Americans, but the American probably lives in Park City, or they probably live in Mount Snow in Vermont, or they probably live in Colorado, and they pay a crazy amount to go mm-hmm. to a ski. Because here, for those kind of niche sports, you gotta pay to 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 get an opportunity to be good. Versus football, you could just, oh, you got, you're tall, put these pads on, and you could be a football player, tackle football. Right. So, so yeah, so that's going to be the hard thing is, you know, not everybody, even the good players, great players, are going to be as good as Messi is right now. So, you know, even if you go out there and get another 35-year-old footballer to come over you're not guaranteed to get that same result and that same spark that Messi has already provided, you know? So, so that's going to be the hard part is being able to identify, I guess, who still has it and who doesn't, but that part doesn't matter per se, because the name itself is going to bring the jolt and it's going to bring the interest. But then there's that pressure to perform as far as, cause I don't know, like I, I was joking earlier about, you know, Saudi Arabia paying Saquon Barkley, you know, but like, but realistically, like, you know, um, guys that are growing up now, say, that are between six and 11, there's been, there's been a push in some states, you know, like California, where they want to do like, get rid of youth football, and they want to, you know, take the helmets out, and it's not even necessarily football as we see it nowadays you we know? run a concurrent flag program and a tackle program and our tackle and flag numbers are almost equal probably yeah. like 120 flag players 120 tackle football players yeah so at some point you would imagine or at least i would imagine that like your high quality football talent is going to start to sputter a little bit as they get shifted in different directions because not even just from a soccer slash football standpoint but just looking at say what Shohei Otani's about to get paid and what Bryce Harper got paid you know what Mike Trout got paid you know baseball money you know is the new or it's the old Saudi Arabia money you know what I mean in the NBA you just saw Jalen Brown sign a 304 Supermax deal you know football 
even your best of your best football player, that money ain't guaranteed. The tackle you know, football player. Granted, tackle football player. So okay. you know, you know, like Joe Herbert or uh, Joe Burrow is about to, you know, probably get his extension. We just saw Justin Herbert get the five years, two sixty-two and a half. You know what I mean? I'll have to look up his guaranteed money. I think it's one hundred and thirty-seven. But see what I'm saying? Like he's not getting two sixty-two point five that he signed for guaranteed. They could cut him after they pay. After they pay him his one hundred thirty-seven million dollars. Yeah, he go out here and tear something. Like knee Tommy John that. surgery, he could go out there and just suck. That too, you know. What <laughs> he mean? could go like, out there and just not be good, and they could cut him in two. Yeah, they'll just say, you know what, we're done. You know, whereas baseball, basketball, this money is guaranteed. Like John Wall's still getting paid. You know what I mean? Like million dollars. If 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 Chris Paul, you know he's he's on the Warriors this year. You know what I'm saying? They're gonna pay him that money, or they're gonna buy him out. You know, at some point. So, so, so maybe like at some point, as the football talent starts to dwindle, maybe some of that goes over to soccer because there is a lot of footwork involved in football as well. So, I know that when I played football, that was a thing. You know, we had to do ballet on the side and like all this kind of stuff to maintain our balance. Twinkle toes, you're breaking my heart. All that good yeah. stuff like that. But, but you but, shout out to <laughs> shout out to Willie Goat, Lynn Swan. You, you know, but but you know, but at some point. The rubber has to meet the road. So I don't know if MLS will ever be, say, a top five world soccer league. But what I do know is that just population-wise, we heavily outweigh a lot of these countries that have the best soccer leagues. It's just that they've had such the head start because it's a part of their culture. The Like I said, what happened recently and it's, there's a few documentaries on I saw one on HBO a few years back probably about, probably about seven eight years back maybe and it was uh I think it was called a like trophy trophy parents or trophy kids or something like that and it was talking about the pay essentially the pay for play youth travel programs and things of that nature right football is under scrutiny because of concussions mm-hmm companies are making better helmets those helmets cost a lot of money so if you have a league like ours where we can afford to pay for those helmets who buy those helmets we still have really good helmets that we can still use but we get them reconditioned every year so we've had old helmets that we've given to other leagues because they didn't have the same amount of money to buy new helmets right right so they were good but we just got better versions we got the latest and greatest every year that we get a recondition that we buy new helmets. But, you, but even then, you still got your does. Tua's. You know what I mean? You still got your Tua's. Tell the truth. Yeah, yeah I mean, <laughs> you, get, you get slammed on your head. You get slammed on your head, especially if you're, if you're five eleven or six foot, or whatever they measure him at, six foot two ten, when he's probably like five eleven, one ninety five, and you get slammed by a three hundred thirty pound dude who had you by the waist. Yeah, it's. Any any quarterback, any person in that situation with that guy's leverage on the ground would have slammed and bounced their head off. Justin Herbert would have had a concussion. Even at 6'5", 240, that's a lot of force being slammed down by a dude on the ground right. who weighs 330, 340 pounds. So I don't want to say people are scared to put their kids into tackle football, but the soccer avenue isn't readily available either mm-hmm. because it's like it's like I said, it's one of those like niche sports. Saquon Barkley or a kid 
like I say, you, you say use the age range six to eleven. If they don't want to play football or they they look like they're not going to grow into a football body, like I said, I have three sons. My oldest son is over six feet tall. My youngest son at fourteen is over six feet tall. My middle son is five foot nine, some change. He's probably the most cut. He's probably the most fit, the most athletic of the three. But I knew that he wasn't going to just sprout up to like six foot. So if he was in the sports, I would have had him in soccer years ago because I knew that he wasn't going to be, you know, he wasn't going to be a safety that came down here. Yes, Bob Sanders is the the anomaly, but Rodney Harrison is the type of safety. Like you're going to, you need a big body. Keanu Neal, one of these guys, some, a big body coming down late, you know, later stick. So if he wanted to play football, I'd have been like, listen, man, you should probably try soccer because it it's going to fit your, your body is going to match their skill set. You're going to be, you can be an elite soccer player because of the size that you are. Some guys still going to play football. It's probably, it's probably a bunch of guys on sidelines right now as juniors and seniors that are five foot six, five foot seven. And they're behind a guy who's six foot two, 220. Mm-hmm. They might have a heart, but it's like, yo, how much run are you going to get when it's third and one? And I got a five foot seven, five foot eight running back who weighs 185, shifty, quick. I like him, hard worker. Or I can just put this bruiser, six two, 220 guy in there. Cause they exist. It's, that's not a crazy thing. Like even on our local football team, like I said, my son's 14 and he's like six one, one seventy. Right. Like six. Yeah. So it's like in four years, when he's three, four years, he's senior, he'll be over 200 pounds, a couple more inches, plays running back, outside linebacker. So, like, if you got a kid that's, yeah, your kid's going to max out at five, seven, get him in hey, the Hey, man, you never know. You know, Bilal Koulibaly was, you know, <laughs> he was like five, 11. Now he's six, seven in less than a year. So, I mean, you just never know how that goes, you know, uh, but we'll see. You know, um, I'm here for it. You know, like, I hope that soccer becomes more of a thing in our country, you know, like, especially, you know, like we talked about the women in the World Cup. So, like, there's obviously something to it. I mean, you know, the girls are able to do it's what they very do. very entertaining. We, yeah. What we have for soccer, like I said, we don't – for, I think, women's sports, the fact that you don't have to compete with – other sports like if you like I say women's sports in high school like female youth young girls playing sports you got softball different body type you have basketball different body type for the most part normally longer taller mm-hmm. and then soccer so you have girls lacrosse you know it's, but it's not like I said that's more of a niche kind of sport it's not everywhere right. so if you are if you are starting a, a sports league in your town your softball girls don't look like soccer players. So you're not competing, you know, like a girl who's a pitcher on a softball team is normally not also a soccer player. Right. Maybe basketball. You might, you might have some crossover, but not much. Right. Whereas as a guy, your pitcher is probably a quarterback. Your pitcher is probably the quarterback or your pitcher is probably a A point guard or something or like, yeah. 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 So you're, you're, you're competing to pull these guys from every single sport. Whereas, the best, like the best high school girls, the best girls in your high school that are going to play soccer, they are going to play soccer. Yes, I'm not saying they can't cross over, but for the most part, your power hitter in softball is probably not going to be your point guard. Right. 
whereas your big hitter in a in a you know high school baseball team could be your he could be your three point shooter or he could be your you know your guy who plays the four or guy who plays who runs basketball because the way that uh you know the the athlete is is built so i think that's that's one thing that helps out with our soccer is like our women are normally just granted we're super athletic a lot of our women are just bigger stronger faster than the rest of the world this is true you know and like i said and, and we're in like because because like i said it's not a lot of crossover you know someone like i said they do play basketball for the most part it's like i play soccer because i'm built to play soccer mm-hmm. so that's See, i think that's our advantage you know one of my one of my favorite things in life is when somebody that got something trying to tell you that it's so that you should be okay with not getting something so you know like we talk to these people all the time you know they make it sound so easy like you know yeah you know i just went out and got a boat you could get a boat like like no nah, bro i can't yeah. get no boat right now you just you gotta know, get so- an llc you gotta get <laughs> you know, two mx cards a gold and the platinum one you gotta get a line of credit from wells fargo i mean it's so easy you just just gotta do it just, just do it back. you know just pull just yourself up by the bootstraps and 99 a month and i'll teach you how to do it yeah so you got nick chubb out here you know he got his uh three-year 36 million dollar contract from the browns and then you got young little saquon over here you know trying to be next he was on his franchise tag said i'm not signing it i could say f it you know not show up to camp not play week one like all this kind of stuff they got on a zoom call first of all before i go any further they, they they got on this Zoom call and I was reading these reports and watching TV and I heard Austin Eckler and I'm like the same Austin Eckler that asked for a trade and, and then then got some incentives two million dollars yeah and Saquon didn't even get that his incentives are nine hundred and nine thousand dollars when you add and them they up. are unattainable well I wouldn't necessarily go that far but Bro, hold on hold on man. hold on we'll get there we'll get there just let me okay. so so then Nick Chubb this was yeah. almost this was almost my get off my chest if we didn't have a whole topic <laughs> on it so but, so, yeah. so Nick Chubb you know so Nick Chubb got his three-year deal which I guess you know nowadays that's long term for a running back you know and he gets out there after this zoom call and he's like yo I don't know what we can do like you know, like the game is the game. Yeah, because you got your 13 million, bro. Like Saquon trying to get his money. Yo, the <laughs> this this and like I said, I, I I'm not I'm not gonna fault I'm not gonna fault his negotiation tactic, his desire to play the game that he's loved. He's probably played for 16, 17 years. He, he loves it. Like my son has been practicing all week. Uh, he stays at the quarterback's house and they go over plays. So they go to practice in the morning. Like he's constantly in the playbook. They emailed it to him. He's like, he eats it up. My oldest son was the same way. Like I remember one game, the the safety got an interception at like the 20 and ran through everybody and had like an 80 yard touchdown. And everybody was over on the sideline celebrating. And my son went over to the defensive coordinator and wanted to check out the, uh, they had Microsoft service tablets and he wanted to check the tablet. He wanted to see what the play was, even though they had just scored a touchdown, everyone's chest bumping, high five. And he wanted to know what was going on. So like, I understand like people love the game and you want to play. 
but you have to divorce yourself from the game and your security when you have these negotiations. He did not do that because what he did was he put himself in a position where he signed a one-year deal that's equivalent money-wise without the incentives to the franchise tag, which then puts him in a position to get franchised again next year. The only problem is if he would have played, if you're going to play for the 10 million, I'm not saying I'm not scoffing at 10 million, $10 million. I think it's low considering that you pay your starting quarterback 140 million and you just pay it a tackle like 117 million. And Saquon was 29% of their offense last year. Yeah. So it's like you pay, you, you made one guy essentially prove his, continue to prove his worth and then you gave the other guy 40 million because he plays quarterback i get it if you don't have one you don't have anything but if you overpay for one you got nothing else as baltimore and joe flacco they had a great super bowl run they've been wishing for playoff wins ever since but so he signed the deal he should have just signed if you're going to play for the 10 million we'll just call it flat 10 million Mm -hmm. you should just play it for the franchise tag because the reason you got 10 million is because McCaffrey, Kamara, and Derrick Henry are getting mm-hmm. 16, 15, and 12. If they franchise you again next year, it would have been about 12, give or take, maybe 12 and a half based off of these guys' contract. So you would have gotten that 22 million guaranteed that you wanted. And after the second franchise tag, which I know it's not really a great idea for running backs to do it. I know Kirk right, Cousins right. did it. Dak Prescott did it. It's not a great idea, but if you betting on yourself, you would have gotten $22 million, and then you would have had someone that signed you to a deal. Because if you would have made it these two years, you'd have been successful, healthy, then you could have negotiated another deal. I don't know why the Giants didn't give him a better deal. I'm not sure if, because we talked about this with Lamar Jackson. Are you losing the locker room as an organization when a guy that they see is the quintessential heart and soul of the team, hard worker, great character person, and you're putting him through the ringer? They know the talent. Like, players know who can play. They know if Daniel Jones is good or not, and they know he might not if be worth that forty million. So you're gonna just boom in a in, in a, over a text message, give him forty million, but you put Saquon through the ringer for four months, five months, just to give him ten, and then give him these incentives, dog, like thirteen hundred and fifty yards. Hey, he ran for thirteen twelve this past season. 65 catches. He had 91 his rookie year, and he had 57 this year. All right. Nine touchdowns. I thought it was 11. but uh, 11 touchdowns. He had 10 touchdowns last year. Okay, so now. And they have to make the playoffs. It's week 18. They made the playoffs. You got to arrest them. You got to arrest them. You got to arrest them. You or do you got to save the organization a million dollars? You got to do both. So you got to do both. 
does he play? Because that that thirteen. Maybe he plays a quarter. Like, Maybe he plays a quarter. But you're still you, not giving him the rock. You like, can't risk. You can't risk the injury. Hey, you're in the playoffs. Hey, all I'm gonna say about that is don't get incentive late. Don't get incentive laden deals unless it's something simple like something you're gonna hit. Like hey, play ten games. All right, bet I'll take a million dollars for that. So playing so, ten games. So New York, New York, big city of dreams. Everything in New York ain't always what it seems. All this talk about Saquon, and we seem to forget that the league-leading rusher doesn't have a contract right now. Josh Jacobs of the Las Vegas Raiders, who, for his four-year career, has averaged 1,185 yards. Now, granted, a big part of that was because he ran for, like, 1653 this year. You know what I mean? But four years... 1185 rushing average for a season and he on the same franchise contract that Saquon was on Tony Pollard's on that same one except for he except for he didn't except for Jacobs hasn't signed it yet still Tony Pollard signed it you know but he's coming off injury so he's a little different you know he had to get the money I guess what he could get while the iron was hot if you will so yeah. he's a, so he's in a different boat, but you know, but McCaffrey, before he got paid, was injury central. You know, Kamara's facing assault charges and battery charges. Still got that fifteen million. Still got that fifteen million. Derrick Henry, Henry should have been MVP two years ago. Right, he earned. He's earned every bit of what he's getting. He you know should be I mean? getting eighteen to twenty million dollars. Yes, correct. Austin he Eckler is the Titans offense. Austin Eckler is not the name that those guys are. But with as much as the Chargers throw the ball and what he contributes to that part of the game, he might be worth a little bit more than what he's getting. The Jimmy you know? Graham argument, like, yeah, I'm a tight end, but I, I run more wide receiver routes than black. Right. And tight welcome end. back, Jimmy Graham, by the way. Welcome back. You know, but but yeah, like so so when I look at this. My problem with Saquon is not that he took $10 million because I would take $10 million right now. So I can't knock him for doing something that I would do. You know what I mean? You know, I might take, if the Cowboys was offering me 10 million, I might take 8 million to play for somebody other than the Cowboys. But you know, man, you know, Jerry uh, call me. I'd be a long long snapper. But what got me about Saquon was the, I could just say F this. And he didn't even make it a week. Yeah. Like he didn't even make him sweat. Like he didn't even take this into preseason, you know, to be like, you know, so so we were talking about this leverage. You know what I mean? To answer your original question, the Giants didn't give Saquon the money because they didn't have to. You know what I mean? These guys are finding running backs in the third round of the draft. So this is what it comes down to, right? We always talk about the importance of your left tackle. What's being forgotten here is that if the Giants didn't have Saquon, you know, you know, Fred been going on about Eric Gray and all this kind of stuff. I like Eric Gray, but Eric Gray might be able to run for 900 yards this year. But can he protect Daniel Jones the way that Saquon can? Tony Pollard signed his franchise deal. He's quick. Can he protect Dak the way that Zeke was protecting Dak? That's the danger of not paying your running back is now that quarterback that you just gave all this money to might be a sitting duck on that third down blitz. 
Yo, it's it's this conversation we've had time and time again. Just because these people are in these positions, vice president, player personnel, GM, scouting, man, all they may not know exactly what call to make, and they just copy what other teams are doing. Right, right. If I look, if I'm looking at my team, and I'm on offense, and we throw the ball so much. I can throw it to anybody, right? Theoretically, right. we right. have such a we have such a dynamic passing, you know, passing tree and everything else. Our passing game is just so advanced. I can get any wide receiver in. Nope. You go out and you get Devontae Adams. You go out and you trade five picks for Tyreek Hill. You draft Jalen Waddle, or you know, you trade him and you pair him and you, and you do all these things. You go out and get DeAndre Hopkins for extra money. You pay Christian Kirk. You trade for Calvin Ridley. You draft Drake London in the top 10. Like You go out and get the best player you can to fit your offensive scheme. Why would you skimp at the running back position when the value in being able to control the line well, of scrimmage? You control the line of scrimmage by running the ball. Ryan Tannehill has a hundred million dollar plus deal because he he had he was like 65 or 70 percent completion percentage off of play action passes because Derrick Henry ran for 2,000 yards. So it was like eight dudes in the box. You take yeah. Henry out there. Is that play action is effective? No. So so we got three things. We got three things. So first of all, blame Mike Shanahan. You know, because he had the whole C.J. Anderson, Orlandis Gary run, and now everybody thinks that you could just grab a running back off the scrap heap and get the same production that you got from your number one running back. Problem number two is that these owners, GMs, they're cheapskates for one, but for Absolutely. two, but for two, the problem is they think like us. So me and you have had this argument for like six years now. It started, it started off, hey, you remember that time I said I looked like Scottie Pippen? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, like you really, I don't know what's going on. You looking like Sheik Looch today, but, uh, but, but, you, <laughs> but you know, but you know, but, but you know, they're, they're cheapskates. So what they do is like, we have, we've had this argument for like the last six, seven years about how overrated quarterbacks are. You don't necessarily Absolutely. need this great quarterback to win a Super Bowl. But like when me and you were having these conversations, my argument was like, yo, I saw the Ravens win with Trent Dilfer. I saw this happen. And I was naming all these outliers. Jeff so, Hostiller so, quarterback the Giants. To yeah. The and even when it Lawrence wasn't Taylor. And even when it wasn't Hostetler, it was Phil Sims. So because so, they had so, Lawrence Taylor and so, <laughs> Eric so, but, but then but then when we talk about the running backs, you know, like, you know, we're like, hey. We just saw Patrick Mahomes win the Super Bowl with Damian Williams as the leading rusher, and they drafted uh, Clyde Hilaire, but then Pacheco came in, and then yeah. and it's and like what? it's like hold up, and, so and okay, Cal Shanahan lost two Super Bowls because he didn't do what he didn't run the ball, but but it's also but it's also but it's also when you look at it, it's like I saw Patrick Mahomes do these things, and it's like oh, so to be successful. For me to be successful, there was someone that said, let there be light. And I have to get the same results to be successful. So we pick these outliers 
And then everybody says, this is the trend right now. You know, so this is what we have to do. The third problem, you know, Uncle Otis, this is for you. The third problem is collusion. You know, because these guys are sitting out here. Like, um, I sent you the article um, right before we uh, started recording. I don't even know if you had a chance to read it yet. But it was, Jim uh, Ursay yeah, Jim Ursay talking Man, about. He needs to stop talking. Yeah, he was talking. He was talking about, like, well, that's inappropriate to agree to a CBA and then try to basically publicly negotiate the terms of the agreed agreement in public while we're still three years into the agreement, which is problem number four, is that the NFLPA don't got no spine. You know what I mean? They sit up here. And this is not on Saquon Barkley to solve. This is not on Nick Chubb to solve. This is why you have a players association to go to bat for what's good for the players. That's what's wrong. Sorry, I'm about to say this. This is what's wrong with America right now because everybody's looking at what can be done for me while saying I love America, but I don't give a fuck about the collective. You know what I'm saying? So these wide receivers ain't trying to help their running back buddies because they're taken care of. You know what I mean? Like, so the running backs, you know, they sit out week one. I heard somebody suggest that. Maybe they should just sit out week one. Yeah, and then running back number two going to come in here because he's been waiting for this opportunity all his life. And they all can't sit out. Like, there's... Yeah, they all can't. It's like, you can't strike in season. But then they started talking about, well, how about we all act like we got pulled hamstrings? You know how you do that? By not saying publicly, let's act like we got pulled hamstrings. You can just be like, hey, my neck's kind of tight. Yeah, like, at least come up with some different stuff. Be like, yo, my shoulder, like, I was helping my mom move the fridge the other day. And, you know what I mean? Come up with The Larry Bird effect. I was working on my driveway or my back. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Like, but that's what I'm saying. There's a lack of leverage. There's also a lack of cohesion amongst the players. And what we have in Divide this, and conquer. What we have here is this whole concept of we as regular people. Some people have high school memories of when they play running back, when they play quarterback, or when they play point guard, or when they were on the volleyball team, or some regular, you know, regular. You know, regular degla people like myself, 42-year-old guy, I can remember eighth grade, I played cornerback. So if you were a good high school football player and you see a guy in the NFL complaining about whatever, or you did a couple of years at D1 or D2, you'll you these conversations will come out like, oh, man, I would have played with anything. I would have put a brace on. I would have done this. Well, the owners, we most of the owners are dealing with so much money and so much like their lifelong is money. You can't think you can't see it through their eyes. So you immediately attack the player for wanting more money to do the, to play this kid's game. But because you can't empathize or see through the eyes of the owner, because the owner is just like that kind of money. You didn't live like that. You didn't live. You didn't live with billion dollar money monetary access like multi-million dollar companies everywhere from the time you grew up your dad was fyz your mom was this french nobility whatever the case may be so we get on the player so everyone's going to get on saquon for being greedy and won more than 10 million dollars meanwhile 
MetLife is probably paying the Giants $20 million just to put their name up on a stadium that cost over a billion dollars like eight, nine years. Oh, taxpayer money. Taxpayer money. Jersey taxpayer money at that. So it's like you're not even even fathoming what kind of money went into the facility that these owners are being are allowed to draw their money from. And then you look at the player like, oh, you you really gonna hold out for ten million dollars? You, uh, you should be thankful to get that much money. And and that and that in lies our problem because that's where the public pressure comes in. Did, did people if ever get mad at the NFL for charging DOD? Uh, I don't think anyone even <laughs> looked into that. I think people bought their gloves. They bought those hoodies. They bought the hats. They're still buying them. They're buying the socks. They bought the pink gloves. They bought, they bought all this stuff. People buy everything the NFL sells because people don't know how to yell at billionaires. It's like, on top of that, billionaires don't hear you yelling at them. So the fact that these running backs had this zoom call It's like, if you don't have, if you don't have that zoom call with the real leader in the room, either an impartial leader, like a lawyer or somebody who's, who's been a corporate, you know, takeover head honcho kind of individual. If you're just, if it's just me, if you and I and a bunch of the retired senior NCOs were sitting in the room and we're trying to take on the VA, but we don't have a person who's ever tried a case against the VA in the zoom call. It's just us spouting off stuff that we've heard and or read on the internet. But if it's somebody's like, listen, this is what you guys can do. But you're going to need some cooperation from your teammates. The offensive tackle who got X amount of money, could he have said, listen, give $2 million, the the Bobby Smurder deal. When Bobby Smurder heard his boy was getting like nine years and he was getting five, he was like, yo, give me two of his years so we both can do seven. Mm-hmm. Like you need somebody, you you're gonna need players to make moves but this, like that. But this, but this is the thing. I imagine, other. I imagine athletes. Like obviously, like football players have a fraternity with other football players. But I would imagine that they have some basketball player buddies. You know what I mean? I'm sure somebody could have reached out to say, like we always talk about Jalen Brown. You know who's on the NBA leadership team you very know like, smart very like, very smart man or if you want to keep it at football it doesn't even have to be a running back because guess what there's a talk show host podcast host out here named dominique foxworth you know who was on labor unions and helped the nba with their labor deals in you know writing learning their processes and things like that so there are people out there that you could reach out to that, to get better results because right now all they did was just sit around and have a bitch fest. You and know, don't with, bring with, feelings to a fact fight. Fact fight. And, and and I think that's the detriment because I like I said, the reports are, you know, whoever shared the report because people can't keep anything a secret now anyway. Like their Zoom meeting should have been secret. Right. Because you can get cut. And I'm not saying that you should worry about that, but it's like like so, you, we talked about Kaepernick. It's like somebody's got to make the sacrifice. Someone's gonna have to say publicly, like this is foul. Like somebody, like Patrick Mahomes is gonna have to come out and say, "Oh, listen, the Hunt family needs to pay Isaiah Pacheco because I read something. He was a seventh round pick. They got him for a couple of year deal. It might be like three million dollars. They can franchise him, franchise him. So he'll be twenty seven. Before he's a true free agent, mm-hmm. five years, yep. 
So it's like, would anybody else, like right now I have a contracting job. And it's like, there's no like a promotion in it because it's like, it's like a stationary position. Like, okay, you're going to do this thing. And then when we renegotiate the contract collectively for everybody, then the pay could go up. But as an individual that, that right now there's no scheduled date for like, all right, you're going to get a pay raise on this date. Whereas someone is like a GS employee or government employee, you have steps, you have dates, you have times. You're like, no, okay, in this many years, I'm going to get this many promotions. I'm going to get this paid this much. That's what the quarterbacks have. The quarterbacks have that already. I'm a first-round pick. I'm going to get this money. And then after this year, with two years left of my rookie deal, the team's going to extend me for whatever the hot number is that summer. This summer, the hot number started out with 252, 255, somewhere mm-hmm. in that range. Mm-hmm. So it's going to go 255 or two. Herbert, yeah, 255. Herbert got 262 and a half. Two, he got 262 and so a half. So Burrow's probably going to get 270. If not 270, 265 and a half. Mm-hmm. At least we'll give him that. And then Mahomes is going to restructure his deal. He'll probably get 300. And then don't let Bryce Young have like a – you know, a couple of 4,700-yard seasons. <laughs> yeah, couldn't have had it on the video game, but that, that's <laughs> But But so they already know. Like, they know. Like, Tyreek Hill had to fight. Tyreek Hill had to perform extraordinary to get his $28 million. I think that's mm-hmm. what he ended up. And, and then the five picks for Miami to send him to send to Kansas City. And then Devontae Adams, same thing. Back-to-back years as the MVP quarterback's best target. So you earn it, and I get it. But these running backs, they, they're they the best friend of a young quarterback. They're a best friend of a team that has a mediocre defense because you can eat the clock. Keep them off the field. Mm-hmm. Keep, the, keep the other offense off the field. You get your team in a scoring position. I bring up the Atlanta Super Bowl a lot, but the reason they got in the position that they were in is because Matt Ryan had to check it down to Devontae Freeman, well, who ran, who got it all the way down to that other side of the field. And if you would have just given him the ball two more times, he, you know, you'd have a ring. And did the mm-hmm. same thing with Shanahan with, with Garoppolo. If you would have just respected the fact that the running back is there for those moments. The running back is there so you don't have to throw the the out route to the tight end that wasn't paying attention and, on And you know what's crazy? Because, you know, they always say, like, one decision or, like, one moment can change all of your fate. If Tennessee could have held that lead against Kansas City, running backs might not even be having this conversation right now. But they didn't get a ball to King Henry enough. See what I'm saying? You got the running back and you're still not using them. So, like, you know, like, so so that's where the collusion comes in. Because, like I said, like, I remember I was talking to a Kansas City Chief fan today. And we were talking about um, Kansas City had a, had a run of running backs. You know, I can't remember the exact order. But, you know, it was like Priest Holmes, Jamal Charles, Larry Johnson. You know, they had that thing going on. But when Herm was the coach and got a hold of Larry Johnson and he gave him like 320 carries in back-to-back like seasons. four hundred. I think he had like 400 touches. Yeah, it was like, okay, like this guy's done for. You know what I mean? And then Priest Holmes came in, kept it going. Jamal Charles came along, kept it going. And, you know, so, so, so like 
we have seen the value in what running backs can provide, but the problem is, is that you either abuse them like that or you end up in these situations where I ain't going to say you're not using them enough, but you're just, you're trying to find ways not to use them so they can't come back to command. You can, you can run running back by committee with Jacobs as your one guy. And then, you know, some seventh round rookie as your other guy. Yeah. And still understand that the guy who's been here and has averaged 1,200 yards a year is more valuable than the guy who just got here. Yes, the talent level can be on par, but one guy knows all the plays. He knows all the checks. He knows all the protections. He knows the check down. He's he's worked out in our in our program it and has the physicality that we like you can respect the fact that these guys put the work in for your team right versus saying like oh i'm just gonna bring somebody else in or i can just go find somebody else it's like it's that's that's the most disheartening part is the fact that it's not about the money because the money is coming in the money's being spent on players guys are getting probably a few extra million more than they deserve like they're you could probably pay a guy like for instance, Justin Herbert got two sixty-two and a half, hundred thirty-seven million guaranteed. You probably could have paid him two fifty-seven and given Eckler Eckler fifteen million. I mean, you, I'm you just... could have done that because you because he still he still eclipsed the number of the other right. quarterback. Right. But yet you want to give your quarterback seven million dollars more than the last guy that got a deal, but you can't give your running back. So if your running back misses a block. And Herbert gets hitting the ribs again. Then what? It's like, then what? You know, so the Raiders better pay Jacobs because, you know, they trotting that thing out there at quarterback coming off of some more injuries and surgeries. So, you know. Jimmy Garoppolo's the the most handsome operation character win. I've ever seen. George it's Clooney like Jr. Walked, that should be his uh his Halloween costume, the operation. <laughs> <laughs> Because he's constantly I'm... having something. Like, how'd you get, would you get hurt? Didn't Brock Purdy play a lot? Like, <laughs> when did you get hurt to the point where you didn't have surgery until March or May or after the season? Yeah, like, I did. I did Brock enjoy six games. I did enjoy uh, Kyle Shanahan and uh, George Lynch's TV moment, you know, where like the parent walks in and they're like, what are you guys doing? And like one kid is like, I was just looking out the window. And the other one's like, I was taking a nap. Like, you know, like, they're like, hey, how's Brock Purdy looking? And, like, Kyle's like, Wayne got him working out and throwing just yet. And George Lynch is like, or uh, John Lynch, I'm sorry, John Lynch is all like, yeah, he's lost no velocity. And it's like, "Uh uh-oh, hold on. Which which one of y'all is telling the truth here? It's (laughs) it's one of those situations where I think the GM, I think people want to look like, geniuses they want to look like i just win made this happen just win we would have beat philly with a healthy brock purdy they would have beat they would if it, if it wasn't yeah. his elbow it would have been his it would have been his kidneys, ass his liver it would have been he, his ass from being on the ground they they were not they were san francisco was not doing a great job hey. at the line of scrimmage on either side of the ball the entire nfc championship game yeah, they're gonna keep it up. And then when they play uh Philly this year and Brock Purdy back, they're gonna treat that man like he at Northwestern. <laughs> yeah, you know I mean it's like 
he he had a good run. I respect his run, but I'm not even yeah. talking about like where he got picked in the draft because undrafted guys are still you know still perform. Yeah, but still it's just that he that was his first. I think that was like his first real road game. Because mm-hmm. all his other games were at home, he had his playoff or in California, home. yeah, like yeah, he played yeah, the was, Rams or something, and yeah, everything was in California, so it was like you're coming way out to Philly. Yeah, they played Vegas, like <laughs> and, it, yeah, and this this sticky weather is like you know it's different. It's different out here, especially with the way Philly, the way Philly drafts. Because it's like if there was a time where outside linebacker wasn't an important position, right? You know. Or the fact that a safety that could come down in a box, that wasn't like a thing. So the fact that they're looking at the running back as a like a devalue position, but yet they also say I can get one from anywhere. I'm like, okay, there's obviously value in the position. Why are you treating these people who, like I said, they they're putting they're putting their body on the line and they perform for you. And that's that's the main thing is like you got a guy coming off an injury. Okay, I get it. Let's see how you feel. Um, let's negotiate a real deal. That's like Tony Pollard with the team. Tony Pollard, yo, franchise him. Let's see if you can come back at the go. Um, but, but now Dalvin Cook's not even sense, signed. It's and there's I mean, a team in upstate New York that could really use him. They had his brother. I don't know if, but once again, like if. I would have traded for Derrick Henry if I was Buffalo last year. He would have been on my team. Like, without a doubt. Hey. Because that's because there's him and Josh Allen are the same size. Granted, one is a little <laughs> muscular, but they're 6'4, 240. I'd rather give it to the 6'4, 240 pound running back instead of having my quarterback run QB keeps all the time. Just all, all over the field, he's running that play. So it's just like, I just, I would, I would just, I would want the running backs to really, I want to say unionize, but at least mentally, something kind of galvanize and, yeah. and, and the, the skilled players. It might need to come from a quarterback. It might need to be a guy like Justin Herbert to say, listen, I don't want 262 and a half. I'll take 260. Get a two and a half to Eckler. Good luck, Joe Burrow. That. Like, listen, I I don't need two seventy. I'll take two sixty. I'll take two sixty-seven and a half. Get that two and a half to Mixon. Yeah, he needed for he lo- lawyer money kid. anyway. Yeah, see, yeah, see we, he shooting, was already there. Shooting kids he was already there. But the only thing, I mean? the only thing I'm gonna say about Buffalo before we get out of here is I am not picking Buffalo to win the Super Bowl this year. Yo, but so something that had Buffalo at nine and eight. I'm like, come on, man. Like, but I'm the biggest fan of them, but they're gonna be better than that. But if Buffalo don't get it done this year, it ain't getting done. Like, I'm not picking them this year, but I'm just saying if they, if they don't do it this year, it ain't getting done. It's a, but it's a it's a I think it's a lot of teams that are in that boat. But you know me, like I said, I'm not a big I'm not a big championship or bus. Preseason, you know, I'm not either. But I, but I gotta hear these people. I gotta hear you yell at me because somebody else said that Josh Allen was better than Patrick Mahomes. I ain't even say it. 
Listen, you know what I'm saying? Are you yelling at me about I'm it? A, I'm a logical guy, man. It's like, I just, need, <laughs> I just need, I need you to quantify and qualify these arguments. But and I ain't even saying it. It wasn't even my argument. Like, like in, in, my, in my group chat, somebody says something like, your opinion can't be wrong. I'm like, I, I feel uh, you I beg to that. differ. I beg to it's differ. It's like, you know, if you're like, oh, I don't like peanut butter and jelly sandwich. That's Yo, my opinion. If you okay, told me, I got that. If you told me, Clyde Drexler was the closest thing to Michael Jordan until Kobe came up. I have no way to prove you right or wrong, right? If you if you told me Clyde Drexler was every bit as good as Michael Jordan, I'm going to say, go pop in the tape of the 1992 NBA Finals and say that shit again. See, that's the thing. You can, <laughs> you can use that information. Like, for instance, there was a there was a, a debate in the group. It was a post. It was like in their prime. Who who would you take? It was like Wentz, Andrew Luck, Tony Romo, Joe Flacco, Matt Ryan. I was like, well, in their prime. I mean, Matt Ryan was head and shoulders better than every other dude. I don't even know if Andrew list. Luck ever hit his prom. I, I don't think so either. But this guy was like, Matt Matt Ryan sucks. I'm like, elaborate. And then, of course, it just turned out just to be a Ravens fan. He kept picking Flacco. And right. I was like, well, I mean, Matt Ryan's every Matt Ryan. I don't Ryan even know number- Flacco had a prom. Like, Flacco, Flacco he had, had a good he had playoff the Super Bowl, run. He had that Super yeah. Bowl run. Right. They paid him. And then he's he's been he's been mediocre ever since because remember he, he had the ravens defense he wasn't a for, good throw yeah he wasn't a good yeah. throw to football he wasn't he didn't have any touch it was kind of like a big Dak prescott like Dak prescott doesn't have a lot of touch on the ball whereas guys like Tua, 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 like for you know the lack of his strength in his arm he has a lot of touch and wherever yeah, he, he can get the ball he get the ball like you know certain guys just have it um but like i said i'm not a big championship of bus guy considering it's 32 teams right you know uh a left tackle rolls his ankle or gets a neck stinger and he misses two games, your record can go from 11 and six to nine and eight, just because now you're playing, you play the Rams one week and then you play Buffalo the next week. You got Vaughn Miller beating the hell out of your left tackle at the week before Aaron Donald was doing it. So now you, now you're nine and eight versus 11 and seven. If you would have had right. your guy, you know, so like you go from third in the playoff run to seventh. You know, it, you know, right. it's, so, it, it's so it's so many so many variants. You gotta have things break your way. You, like, you gotta have things break your way. That, that's why the Warriors. That's why the Warriors were so good because their opponents kept breaking stuff. They kept breaking stuff, and then <laughs> the Warriors never broke up their team. Yeah, and I think what you're like you're what you're alluding to with the Buffalo. If it doesn't if it doesn't happen this year, it won't happen. Is like okay, so what if twelve and five happens? What if thirteen and four happens? But the Super Bowl doesn't. Does Maybe that warrant? Are going to panic. Does that? That's what I'm saying. So if you, if you, because I mean, Mahomes, Dallas, Mahomes, may, Mahomes may not have hit his prime yet. Dallas is the last two seasons. The Dallas Cowboys. We don't talk about them a lot. They're 24 and 10. That's what I told you. What, remember all, what, all the all the hoopla and this, that, and the third. They went 24 and 10. They went 24 out of 34 games. Well, I told you it's the same thing. If the Cowboys, because, you know, they're on the streak where they haven't won the Super Bowl in, you know, almost 30 years now. It, it's you not know, for everybody. It's no, not it's not for everybody. But, but but the point that I was making was if they don't – this is the year. Like the NFC, looking around – you know, we'll do our preview show at some point. But looking yeah. around the NFC, I see Philly – and I see a whole lot of questions. So, like, this is Dallas. You see Philly and Atlanta. 
I do not see Atlanta. You know what I'm saying? I do not see Atlanta. You know, but anyway, before we get out of here, so you had to fuck it up. I was trying to have a serious, I was trying to have a serious conversation. Here you go, Atlanta. All this shit. We looked at it. Atlanta's playing like six or seven rookie or first year starter quarterbacks in like the first 10 weeks. Yeah, with the same thing. But listen, they run the ball well. You get the rookie back out there, or you get Jordan Love out there. All right, they're playing the they're playing the Jets with Aaron Rodgers here in December. You never know what the expectations there. If they're run, if they're hovering around five hundred, you know Aaron he'll shut you out. So I think Atlanta has a real good shot to be you know pretty pretty good team. But like I said, I, I feel you on the question marks. But it's just like what what makes you what makes you want to blow a team up if you go. 13 and four because what did I just say a couple of minutes ago those owners and GMs think like us they think like fans instead of like because I mean like we talk about the Celtics all the time you know people are like trade Jalen Brown and I'm like for what like what are you going to get back that like looking you, at that, looking at Philly looking at the Philly seven, the 76ers James Harden situation that they're in right now should should Boston fans should look at that and see and watch. Okay, check it out. You have two elite players, elite top 15, top 20 guys, all-star caliber guys. You have both of them. James Harden's older and B's a little older, but and B's so dominant in his position that but but, but you know, but they have and James Harden. So, teams- James Harden's such a good basketball player, former MVP. If they can't make it work and you see what you're gonna get for James Harden. Be careful if you want to be like, you know what? Right. You don't want to also pay Tatum. We should move Tatum. It's like, no, because you're Philly, not going to get what you want in return. But Philly also has a luxury that other teams don't normally have. Because, exactly. at, because as Harden is aging, they got Maxi ascending. You know what I mean? So Harden I think can, most teams have most teams you, have that. They know, just don't let it play out that way. Maybe they get maybe. they get rid of one of the other. Maybe because like, because like Harden Portland's gonna do it because Harden Portland has an old yeah Portland has an old older Damian Lillard and the young Scoot Henderson. In my eyes, if I'm playing a video game, I'm like bet give me. It's like this, like we'll, we'll go, this this is not exact comparison, but if Chicago could have drafted Kobe and Jordan still was on the team, you'd be like, okay. We can make this work because this young guy we got in fits the mold of our star. Right. And he can just not necessarily fill in, but he can just absorb what our star already does. Our star is going to go at some point. It's going right. to be, you know, his time's going to end, going to go. But we got a guy that basically fits that same mold. Right. That's what I thought the Andrew Wiggins, LeBron James part. I was like, I thought they could make that work. I thought so like, too. I'm like, LeBron, you six seven. I think he's like, I think Wiggins measures a six seven, six eight athletic yeah. wing. Yeah. I mean, like, I can't hate on the results. They did win a championship, but you know, but yeah, like I I was thinking the same exact thing. Like I was like, yo, that's your Pippin. Like, that's your dirty work. That's you know, your like that's your guy. You got and we saw how Golden State scores. used them. We we got Kyrie as your other score that literally has no fear of anyone that defends him, and then you have a young rookie that's going to absorb everything you tell him because you're LeBron. Everything and, you and say maybe, to him is going to. 
And maybe, like you were talking about Brandon Miller, like maybe we would see those things in Wiggins that we don't see in Brandon Miller. Yeah, that you know aggressiveness. I mean? You know, like I heard Brandon Miller talk. He was on the podcast with Paul George, and he, he seems like he talks slick, but I don't buy, I don't buy it. Yeah, it's like hear a good boy trying to be bad. <laughs> yeah, it's like listen, man, don't don't get dreads, don't go out here and get dreaded up, get tatted up. Like you don't got a don't try to PCs. turn into Brandon Ingram. Yeah, like don't, don't know, do that. Brandon Ingram. We, I think I think I could fight Brandon Ingram. Hey, at forty two years old, I don't know if Chris Paul giving that, that work. You know, but uh, before we get out of here, I wanted to get your thoughts real quick. Right. Um, you know. Right before we started recording, right after I did 2-5 Daily, telling the Colorado Buffaloes and the Big 12 to just get a room already, you know, it seems like they may just shack up. So what are your initial thoughts on Colorado potentially to the Big 12? I mean, that makes the most sense. I, I'm old school. Uh, I'm, I'm working on my my change and adaptability and things of that nature and just kind of seeing things through a different perspective and, and allowing these things to play out. But I'm like, listen, I think your conferences should be regional. It should have because every conference has enough regionally to where sense. it should make sense. Mm-hmm. You have you have your best California teams in the Pac-12. The Pac is short for Pacific Ocean. You shouldn't be in the Pac-12 if you in the mountains, if you're mountain, <laughs> like if you in the Rocky Mountains, you shouldn't be in the Pac-12. You should be in that middle section. So I'll give you Arizona because Arizona feels like an extension to California anyway. So I give you Arizona and I'll give you all the schools that have states Pacific that Northwest. Are, yeah, I'll give yeah. you that. The Big 12, you want to be, give me Utah, Colorado, Oklahoma, Texas. Texas and the heartland of America. Give me the heartland and the big 10. I want the same thing. Give me, give me, put these teams together. So when I'm a, you know, I'm a, if I was hypothetically still living in Utah, I want to go see a Utah game. They got a game in Colorado. They got a game in Oklahoma. They got a game in Nebraska. They got a game in Kansas. They got a game against Colorado state. Okay. That makes sense. I don't want to play against the Pac-12 team SMU, and I gotta fly. <laughs> I gotta fly from Salt Lake to Dallas for the the Pac-12 matchup against this team. Hey, I'm down in the with it, man. Of Texas. You know, what I'm saying you know, uh, Texas that, that, Texas could have their own like they had. I think they had the Big Eight back in the day. They can just be like the did. Texas conference. They can literally have their own conference. But that ain't like, where the I, money is. But the money is in the name. So if you – it's like how many teams do you need? Because if I, if you get too many teams in there, you get – so you got Oklahoma, Texas, Texas A&M, LSU, Alabama, Georgia, South Carolina, Florida. If they run off a few years of a row when four or five of them are in this 12-team playoff, that's going to cost you money because I'm watching football no matter who the channel is on. We're yeah. going to watch. So I was like, why are these these big money agencies, these TV agencies giving away all their leverage? It's like, listen, people are going to watch no matter who's there. I don't need to give you $1 billion in this TV deal for what, like, who's going to broadcast your games if I don't? I'll give you $900 million. 
I know. You know, it's so funny. I gave the Pac-12 all this crap because they were talking to the CW, and now the ACC got, you know, a certain amount of basketball games and football games on the CW. Maybe the CW is going to be a player, man. Like, maybe I need to step back and eat my words or something. But as far as Colorado goes to the Big 12, they should have never left in the first place. From, from everything that I was keeping up with, because, you know, I lived in Colorado. I was on the message boards and everything. You know, a lot of them felt like they were in that academic snob realm of, like, we're more like Cal than we are like Texas or, you know. And now their football program is more like Cal than it is like Texas. Like Texas. You know, but now I'm intrigued because, you know, now you got Coach Prime. We always talk about, is he going to leave for Florida State the first chance he gets, all that kind of stuff like that. But now maybe Colorado does become that legitimate, I ain't going to say monster, but maybe they become that legitimate team now because Prom has those Florida and Texas inroads. You know, you got so, UCF joining the Big 12. So look at that. You got a school all the way in Colorado, and then you got a school in Orlando, Florida, in the same conference. Rutgers is in the Big 10. With Minnesota. You know, Rutgers is a 45 minute drive from me from here. And Minnesota is a two connecting flight from here. And like they oh, should be in the same conference. And oh, by the way, PJ Fleck, I hope it ain't true. He might be next on the next contestant on that summer jam screen. They came from Iowa with the racial stuff. They got Northwestern with the hazing. And now they talking about toxic culture up in Minneapolis. So, you know. Woo, what's going on in the Big Ten? Dudes need to stop, man. But, yo. It's not a frat house. But, yo, I am 2-5. That is Mr. Logical. We are Sports Reports is Ordered. So thank you for the support. Please like, review, subscribe. All free things that I'm asking for, you know. Free so, 99, yo. Free 99. You know, we'll be back. You know we got Spence and Crawford this weekend. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I ain't going to give you no spoilers, but I think I got. I finally figured out who I think I'm going to pick to win. Is you boxing going to disappoint the fans again? No, this fight ain't going to do it. You know what I mean? This ain't going to be the one to do it. You know what I'm saying? We're we, you know, we going to be coming at y'all soon, soon, with some college football Power 5 previews. We'll be coming at y'all with our NFL locks and all of our records and who's going to win the Super Bowl all that good stuff is coming up because I looked around and I don't know if you can see what I see, but I see August and it's next week. <laughs> yes. So, America, that is Mr. Logical one more time. I am 2-5 and we love you. Peace.